0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast. This is a podcast for those who seek inspiration and motivation in their daily work, for those who would like to understand how finance, IT, and customer service professionals can contribute and leave an impact on the industry of science. Today's episode will be a special edition due to our four dedicated guests from the Global Senior Leadership Team. Please welcome Mohammed, Randy, Nathalie, and Dina Carr. They will share their stories about starting and climbing their career ladder but what are the exact secret ingredients of maintaining a successful leadership position
1: let's find out leadership is about people right it's not about the position it's not about the power that you can get as part of the title if you are not close to people it's not possible to dream about a leadership position
0: some of you may already know that thermo fisher scientific is the world leader in serving science Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our episodes of Career Stories Behind the Science, we introduce stories from our team in Budapest. By hearing inspiring career stories, in this episode again, we're ready to go behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start.
2: Okay, so good morning, everyone. We are having a very special moment and uh, episode on the career stories behind the science because actually, instead of for now, I have four guests across the table. So I have Mohamed, Randy, Natalie, and Dina Kar, and uh, I'm gonna bombard you with some questions, guys. Right? So basically, what we do, and this is our season four, that we have our guests and we ask them just to talk about their career stories and their journey and how they get to where they are and some some learnings and some experience. So this is what we're gonna do. Just now. Before we jump into that, i uh, would like to invite you for a quick game which we call the this or that question, right? So we're gonna go a circle and we're gonna start with Mohammed and then Randy and An- Nati and Dinakar. So just shoot out whatever comes to your mind, right? So tea or coffee. Coffee. OD or BMW. BMW.
3: Okay.
2: Dog or cat. Duck. Phone call or chat. Chat. TikTok or Insta. Insta. Early bird or night owl. Early. Okay. Cinema or theater. You know. Okay, and just in terms of summer holiday, beach or mountains? Mountains. So, Randy, let me let me start with you first, right? Because you chose BMW, and I know that uh, you have some uh, some really cool hobbies. So, could you just elaborate a bit on that? What is it that you're doing in
3: your garage? Yes. So, we're building a uh, track car. So, a two thousand and seven three thirty five i. Um, right now, it's putting out. Three times the horsepower a normal car would. So safety's first, of course. We don't want to make sure that we're not safe. So safety first. I'm looking forward to taking the car out for the first time in November. So we're going to a track called Chuckwalla in Southern California. And it should be pretty fun. Yeah. And I bet your wife uh, loves it, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I had the benefit of having a race car when I met my wife. So she knew what she was getting into. Okay. All right.
2: So, what I'd like to ask you first, and not if uh, if you don't mind, I would uh, I would like to ask you to uh, to go first is uh, if you think back when you were a little girl, did you have any dream job that uh, you wanted to go for, and if so, what was it
1: um, and why? I guess so. I guess that uh, I wanted to be uh, a marketing person at the very in my twenties, and then the whole thing changed because I fell in love with the uh, finance world. So that changed my life a little bit. Yep.
2: Which university or what university uh, did you attend and what was your major and I, how does it correlate to what you do now? Yeah,
1: I did a business administration with a major in marketing and then later on I got an MBA in, with finance.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, now you're in the control and compliance world, right? Which exactly, is right. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
4: good. Dinakar... Could you share your stories with us? Sure. I started as an electronics engineer in a coal mine for two years until I realized that my boss of 20 years plus experience had the exact same job as I had. I realized it was a dead-end job. I left, did an MBA. By nature, I happen to be very lazy, which means I'm always looking for efficient ways of working. And that's how I ended up in shared services. So how long have you
2: been with the organization?
4: With Thermo Fisher for about two and a half years in shared services for plus 20.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And you're based in the States, right? I'm based in Houston, Texas, yes.
2: Okay, great. So, Mohamed, let me turn to you. If you could just elaborate on, you know, just how you started and if it has any correlation or connection to what you were dreaming for when you were a kid. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, and during the time, it was pretty tough, kind of,
5: if you will, really, you know, having a career. So I went to Kansas, you know, just to really kind of pursue my career there in the aircraft uh, industry. But you remember the Six Sigma world that started in 2000, you know, it's all about efficiency, right? So I took that track of operational excellence. Of course, PPI drew me into Thermo Fisher. And of course, again, as Dinakar, you know, mentioned the efficiency, the productivity, that's what kind of drew me to
2: shared services as well. All right. So, also, yeah. Thanks. And Randy, last but definitely not least, if any cool story or, you know, just uh, the dream job that
3: you have, what was it and how
2: you ended up, you know, just with the race cars and with the production and yeah. everything
3: else? Um So always been over the top, I guess, um, as a dream job as a kid was to be a Navy SEAL. But I decided when I was at the Navy SEAL camp that it wasn't for me. So, um I left that and basically started in shipping and receiving in a manufacturing facility and went back to school while I was working full time, got my back finished my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree, and ended up running the place. So that's where I got introduced to Lean, the Toyota production system, which is in the mid-90s, and uh, it was funny because I actually was given a book by one of my engineers, and by the time he got that book back, he couldn't even read it because it was highlight everywhere, it was pages were folded, everything was underlined and Just understanding how to drive efficiency and make the connections with the customer, I've been 100% on board since then. So still super excited about it, and I'm really excited about applying it to the shared services world. All right. Thank you. Now talking about uh, the journey, itself, and all
2: four of you are in very senior positions and you've gone through the letters and, you know, just how uh, you've been in, in, in various leadership positions. So if you could just share with us what a big realization or a big learning was from a, from a leadership standpoint along the journey, that would be great. So, and I'm looking at Nati again, if you could go first.
1: Yeah, I think that big learning when we talk about leadership is that leadership is about people right? It's not about the position. It's not about the power that you can get as part of the title. If you are not close to people, it's not possible to dream about a, a leadership position. So things twice, be careful when you are thinking about the future and the things that you want to do for, for the rest of your life. And keep in mind that there, there are great roles that are not linked to leadership positions, it are more like an individual contributor. They are good, but it's something that probably you need to, you know, to consider when when you are thinking about the future.
2: Okay, thank you. Dinakar, if you could give us your thoughts around this topic.
4: I'd just like to reaffirm what Nati just said. That was a very important personal learning for me. In my career, I grew very fast, very early. And that, while it had its advantages, also had significant disadvantages in that when you grow very fast, very early, you don't necessarily build up on the experience skill set that you need to be able to take on leadership positions. And when those positions become available and you are a candidate for those positions, then they find the individual doesn't have enough breadth of experience because the person has grown too fast. And I've had to experience that, and I've had to sidestep my career by going into other areas in order to go build that experience because I grew too fast too soon. So it's, it's very important for us to be able to make that choice. It's not always about vertical growth. It's also about horizontal growth. It's about rotating through different roles. It's about rotating through different positions as individual contributor, as team members, and so on and so forth. So it's very important that you think through the choices. What I found eventually that really helped me was having a mentor to think me through the choices that I was making three steps four steps ahead as to the consequences of the decisions you're making that's an important part to have Mm -hmm. and just talking
2: about the pace that you move so if you look back and if you could do all over and if you could make things differently would you do anything different in terms of the pace or yes i would
4: i would definitely have slowed down the pace in terms of the vertical growth I would have driven more for the horizontal exposure across multiple roles, which I didn't get the advantage of. So I had a very narrow focus, and I grew very fast within that specific area. So I couldn't be broad-based when it came to bigger roles, broader roles, but they're looking for that breadth of experience. I didn't have it. So I had to go artificially create it subsequently. And that was all by leaving the job, looking at other jobs, and so on and so forth. So that's a consequence of the choice that I made. All right, thank you. I'm turning to Mohammed
5: yeah, no, absolutely i mean this your is thought. this is a a very actually interesting discussion and that's an that's an area that I speak a lot to my colleagues and also the mentors that i that I speak with and the mentees as well in your career i mean if you you know people ask me a lot about my career, I actually started in aircraft industry mm-hmm. ten years in an aircraft five years in the medical side, and then I'm here with Thermo Fisher. And people think, how did you make the switch from an aircraft to medical device? And that's sometimes these are the blocks that you find or the walls you find in your career that people can't make that shift. And it's very interesting for me, even at that point, when I actually, there are some people that are still in the aircraft industry, and they just can't, they cannot make that transformation. I think it's sometimes you really just have to Really trust that change is always, you know, Kaizen, right? Good change, right? A change for the better. Just, just try to make a change, right? And, 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 you know, every time uh, I, I made a change actually it was for the better. The critical point I think Car brought up as well is the. Rather than the, that vertical or the, uh, you know, the latter approach, there is the lattice approach. So uh, some folks get so caught into, well, I got to be, you know, a lead, a manager, a senior manager, and I got to be a director in the same role. I, I spent five roles as a director level, but in, in procurement, in PPI, in supply chain, in, you know, in the commercial side. You really don't have to become a senior director of the director. You can be a director in different areas because that builds you up as a as a leader if you will, facets of the business and then you can actually move your take your next move, if you want to move
2: up or whatever. Thank you. And Randy, what are your learnings from uh, from the journey?
3: Yeah, so I think to me, you know, obviously it, it is truly about the people. And as you grow in your career, you know, you become more and more complex, if you will, as far as the number of things that you're trying to do and bring this back to what we're trying to do this week is to decide on what is the critical few, right? What is the one thing that we need to do? What is the one thing that we need to focus on? And as a leader, you need to be able to provide that, that direction and that clarity because without the clarity comes chaos, right? And so as a leader, it, that's super important. But through that journey, it is truly about the people, And as you know, within PPI, it's about trying to engage every person every day and giving them the ability to be able to fix problems um, and to give them that coaching and that training. Because without enabling every person every day to fix issues that they know about and to be able to raise their hand and say that we have issues, then as an organization, we will fail. And so as a leader, my biggest learning is allocating time to people so they can actually do that and not only improve their process, but to improve themselves. Because without that engagement, and sometimes that's tough, right? Because you send somebody off to training and they become a Six Sigma black belt, or you send them to training and become an expert at this. The fear is always, oh, well, they're going to leave, right? But as an as an if we're not training and we're not giving people that ability, then we're just, we're going to die as a company. So leadership it's about enabling people, and giving them the time and giving them the ability to grow, even though it sometimes it's hard because you're losing sometimes the best people. But it's truly about that engagement. Not to, to your point.
2: Very insightful all and slightly connecting questions. Hopefully a lot of people are listening to us now with very different age group and very different stages in their careers. Due to the nature of our business, we look for a lot of young talent. So if you could just share with them or give them any advice, what to bear in mind when they think about their career, anything from your perspective and from your experience, then what would it be? And now I'm going to change slightly the running order. So, Mohamed, you want to go first?
5: Yeah, I would say if there's one advice I can give to, uh, or maybe a couple, uh, for any folks who are coming in into it, starting their career, a couple of things. Number one is really listening. Listen actively listening. There is listening and there is hearing, right? So just making sure that they really internalize the cues that they actually hear from their mentors or from their boss or whatever that is. The other critical, you know, I would say advice that I would share, and that was from my first, I remember, supervisor at Cessna Aircraft. He told me, Mohamed, you got to know when to dig your heels and when to let go. So that's a super important. That's something I think about every day is think about the decision that you make. There's some things you just have to let go. And there's some things that you have to really take a stand on and you got to make a
2: decision on. I,
1: I will say that probably give the chance to the opportunity. When you feel that you are in your comfort zone by any chance, get out of that zone as quick as you can. And if you feel butterflies in your stomach because the change probably is the good one. So go for it.
4: Okay, great. Dinakar. I'd say two things. One is uh, be flexible, and the second is to Nati's point, welcome change.
3: I think that the most one of the most important things is to find a coach and to get somebody that can help you develop. And to Muhammad's point, you, the people need to listen. And so, um, if you can find somebody that will help you grow your career and somebody that will coach you through the journey, I mean, even professionals have coaches. So there's always something else to learn. But in order to learn, you have to listen. And that's key.
2: Okay, thank you. A slightly different topic, but very important. You know, just we are living in a very busy world and very hectic, a lot of challenges and pressures and stuff. How do you wind down and what do you do in your free time, if you have any, and how do you recharge the batteries? Nati?
1: I do two teams. The so first is uh, spend time with my family. And second one is, you know, oh. I keep studying something. So that makes me feel that I'm doing something different. So.
4: And
2: what was the last thing that you studied? Coaching. Coaching. All right. Okay.
4: Dina, can you? I got two small daughters who occupy half of my free time. The other half of my free time, I typically try to build something. I'm a builder by nature. So I try to build or create something. Right now I'm working on building models, small models.
3: Randy? So I I try to read as much as I can to try to improve myself and the business. Um, The book I'm reading right now is The One Thing by Keller. um, And I'm also reading The Complex Organization by Karen Martin. So I'm reading two books right now and um, just doing as much sport as possible. So there's always a sport, surfing and paddling or mountain biking or doing doing something. And the canoeing in the
2: Pacific Ocean, right? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) All right. What about you?
5: I love to uh, get on my bike and hit the road. So every weekend we do roughly 50 to 60 miles. Uh, That just seems to kind of really does it for me. During the week is really hard because, you know, you're you're busy, long days. And then, you know, trying to kind of pull my kids into that
2: biking mode as well so that's
5: something we're working on right
2: now okay great Uh, unfortunately i think i I, our time is running up and as a closure just there is a couple of standard pieces uh, on these sessions and one is that we ask each and every guest on the show to ask whatever they want to from the next guests without knowing who that person would be so the question that that we get from the previous guest is, what do you want to be remembered for?
5: I, um, the one thing that I always keep in mind every day is, what would people really think that I have
3: done for them? Yeah, just, you know, how, how was I able to help them? Randy? If you read anything from Simon Sinek or from Keller, it's all about your why. So my why is is enabling our leaders to understand how the power of an employee can drive change.
4: So that's my why.
1: I would say that uh, if you need me, I was there.
4: Gracias. And Dina Putting shared services at the centerpiece of uh, Tom centralized operating model.
2: Okay, great. Thanks. And just to pass back the ball to yourself, and now it's your turn, so I'm going to go a reverse circle. Then you can ask whatever you want from the next guest or guests.
4: <laughs> How do you grow 3X in three years?
1: What are you doing right now that it's... Uh has nothing to do with your current role.
4: Okay, Randy.
3: How do you define the transformational backbone?
2: How can you develop the next leaders in the organization? Thank you very much. I personally really enjoyed the conversation. And thanks a lot for being open and you know, just being insightful. And it's really great to hear your story.
5: Thank you. Cheers, so much. guys.
4: Thank, Thank, you. Thank
5: you. Bye. Thank you.
0: This was a discussion with four senior leadership team members. Their stories are proof that leadership is about people. Thus, being empathetic, distributing the focus, and allocating time to people are the key ingredients of being a successful team leader. In the next episode, we will continue our special edition episode by talking with another four experienced leaders of the senior leadership team.
1: Yeah, no, in, in Costa Rica Pura Vida,
3: it's, it's really uh, making sure that you're making the most out of everything, that uh, you don't have to take yourself uh, that seriously, and I would even take that to, to the leadership level.
0: Everyone can find inspiration and motivation in their daily work if you look behind the scenes of the bigger picture. Our guest today found that while growing professionally, we can also contribute to making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in making the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. You'll find the links in the description. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you heard some interesting stories. See you in our next episode of Career Stories Behind the Science. Career Stories Behind the Science were brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Budapest, Hungary, produced by BrandFiz Employer Branding in conjunction with Thermo Fisher Scientific. Let's look behind the science in the next episode.